What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Martian and Ozzy podcast. This is our first podcast of the year 2024 coming at you with the first UFC card of the year going down this weekend from the UFC Apex. Magomed Ankalaev taking on Johnny Walker in a rematch. 12 fight card going down from the Apex. Excited to be back, breaking down some more fights in a new year with you guys. And I'm joined by my co-host, as always, New Year, same co-host. What's up, Ozzy? Hola, boys. I am a bit under, under the weather. As you could, I'm sure, here, I've been struggling. Martian, I didn't tell you before we got on here, the reason I got sick, and I'll, 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 you know, I, I emphatically believe this, is uh, I went to karaoke on Friday, and uh, I've been sick ever since. What did you so, think? So, cesspool in there, bro, and what, uh, what did I not think, bro? <laughs> and, uh, and, yeah, it was a cesspool in there afterwards, whatever. So, mm. uh, you know, gonna have to bounce back. I'm trying, but you know, they these these diseases are developed nowadays. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna Mutating. keep my thoughts. I'm gonna keep my thoughts uh, succinct to the point, and uh, hopefully be better next week. And uh, you know, it can be a blip in the radar. Yeah, and you got all your vaccines too, so you know you should be covered from all the. I'm good, stuff. dude. Yeah, I was surprised, dude. I was fighting it, dude. I was fighting so hard. I, um, I I've been around like a bunch of sick people, and I and I always think like I'm gonna yeah. get sick, and then like I wake up with a sore throat, and then it goes away an hour later, and I I've, it's yet to catch up with me. So yeah, one of these well, episodes you're, you're... soon, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in for it. Yeah, but you know, we ended the year last year. Last year was okay year. Last few events weren't didn't go all the way my way, but still ended up like 14, 13 units up. You know, should have been more like 25, 30, but. You know, is what it is. If I only count UFC, I think I'm more closer to that range. Um, but yeah, we're gonna do some good things this year. Stuff is going good. Uh, shit could only get better. Um, and uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I'm undecided if I'm gonna continue with the bet MMA points. You know, ended ended uh last year up eight point nine units, three percent ROI, fourth year in a row in the green. But um, you know, like for instance, this event, like there was there was a bunch of DraftKings opening lines, and I and I bet a bunch of them. Um, but I'm I don't think you know tracking them is the right thing to do. So I'm starting off the year where I have all these bets, and uh, I'm not going to track them because the lines have moved a ton. Bro, it's totally di- it's totally different situation than the situation you go to going forward, where you only have like a week before. Different. Yeah. Um, but I don't know it, it, the whole the whole bet MMA points thing. I think has has gotten a little uh, I got you know, played out. And anyway, anyway, like you said, that's cool. Uh, you mentioned DraftKings. DraftKings. If you need help with your DraftKings, head over to John Kelly's new site, fightnumbers.com. Check it out. Optimize your DraftKings lineups. Be in the Discord. Get all your good content there. If you want to bet on a betting exchange forecasters.com promo code ozzy and shuffle yeah and and uh shuffle shuffle your music when you're playing it so you don't get a, a soundtrack that you could be happy with not happy with mm. you want it that shit randomized yeah five thousand dollar live bets if anybody wants them hit up kagabe to get mm. in on that action um but yeah mm. that's a, that's about enough re- um the only more recap is that uh the colby covington is a fucking bitch and will probably never fight again that right? was bad uh yeah that was bad 
you know what I what usually the UFC would want to do, like the matchmaking would be Ian Gary gets a win, and then you put Ian Gary against a guy who just fought for the title, right? A guy who just coming off a title loss. So you either try to springboard like a prospect <laughs> off of that. And maybe you put it in like Dublin, right? You go back to Ireland, but you make it like a fight night main event. But Colby, that fight was so bad that you can't even do that. But like traditionally, like like Tyron Woodley, right? Tyron Woodley loses to Kamal Usman. His next fight, Gilbert Burns, you know, like a main event kind of fight. But after that fight from Colby, you can't put that motherfucker in no main event. So yeah, that was horrible. He didn't do anything. That was disappointing. Leon didn't really impress me. What impressed me the most is he's pretty sharp. He's quick. He's fast. Um, but other than that, not that impressed. Leon is like the most unimpressive winning fighter of all time. Like every time he wins a fight, he leaves you with just enough of like, eh, to not really be impressed. Yep. That's really happened in a lot of his wins. But um, let's get into these fights. Yeah, but I say that was so long ago. We can't spend much more time on that. But yep. we got we're going from the top 12 fights, starting things off in a rematch. This fight happened just a few months ago ended via uh, no contest. Probably should have been the DQ, but Uncle Live taking on Johnny Walker. And the line for this one, um, Magomed minus 550, Walker plus 400. So you guys know us. We're not considering betting minus 550. There's The only way that we're thinking betting money line here is Walker. And, I mean, the line is wider than the last time. It, it's five rounds now, which you got to think probably favors Ankalaev with um, just more time to get it done. Uh, but I'm looking at this one. Um, I'd say the only angle I'm looking at is maybe playing the fight to go the distance. You know, it's up at plus 400. I could just see this one being, uh, you know, just a slow, boring fight later on. I mean, the first fight, they were striking with each other. They were trading inside leg kicks. Ankalaev lands a big body shot. They go to the grappling. And we saw that Ankalaev could have grappling success. He could be able to take him down, um, ride him out that way. So I think that when it's on the feet, it's going to be very tepid. They're both going to be respectful of each other. Then a big moment's going to happen. A big strike's going to land, and they're probably going to go to the ground, kill some clock there. Um, another bet I'm thinking about is Ankalaev by sub or by decision at like mm. plus three twenty. So you're basically just fading the KO uh, because they have the KO, you know, yeah, heavily plus three twenty. Heavily uh, juiced. Yeah, so you're basically just hoping that that he doesn't knock him out. And on FanDuel right now, that bet is uh, yeah, 320 for Ankalive by suburb decision. So that's about enough for me. Not interested in this one really. I don't understand why they made it the main event. But go ahead and give us your thoughts. Yeah, that, that's an intriguing enough to me. Uh, slant to it, but overall, um, I'm not going to be invested in this fight. You look at the over under one and a half. Both guys uh, definitely have punching power. Alkaliev, though, pretty good defense. Doesn't, like, come out of his shoes when he's striking. Uh, doesn't really throw, um, like, strikes that put him out of position a lot. He'll chip away at you with, 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 uh, with strikes, you know, from that softball stance. And Johnny Walker, he's kind of, he doesn't really have that much range finders. So sometimes it's, like, a big explosion from him or a big counter shot. So, like you said, me, me more tepid on the feet. Uh, but it's just Walker. He, I, I feel that the only way he's able to take advantage of some of his diverse uh, striking on the feet is if Ankalaev is at least a little bit, maybe not winded, but has you know fought at a pace for a bit. But I just don't think he's gonna be able to force him to do that. Ankalaev stays within within himself, himself. Probably a good play for DraftKings. I would say definitely. 
Um, I, I think in all iterations, like he's gonna eventually uh Walker will probably play himself in a bad position that he will capitalize, and I do think he will go to the takedowns. Um, so yeah, I'll pick him. Yep, enough about that one. Um, just w- one more thing though is like the fight it ended via no contest, illegal knee. I mean, I just don't understand how anybody could watch that first fight the f- the few minutes it lasted the illegal knee and say oh we need to see this one again let's put it in the main event so just a typical apex dog shit main event there but the co-main is a good one a rematch between Mateus Nicolau and Manal Cop odds for this one have Cop minus 270 Nicolau plus 230 I believe the last time they fought Nicolau was a slight favorite maybe minus 125 um, oh, no, he was a slight dog uh, around even money. And uh, Nicolau won a split decision. So give us your thoughts on the last fight, the decision, and then give us your thoughts on how you think it's going to change going into this one. Yeah, so I, I this is, you know, I bet men on cop both times, you know, both his first two fights in the UFC. He lost both of them by the decision. Um, you know, he, he for, for him, he, like, had a just a... Uh, hard time getting going and it was a consistent for him in the past now i don't think it's as much of a problem for him but nicolau although he you know ate that big kick from uh roy val i I don't really put anything against him there too much because that's like a strange strike that you won't really see too much and in a fight against cop that's not really something that i would factor into a handicap um as well as uh you know, it, it, it's kind of like an early, early thing as well. So sometimes you're not like settled in. I will say I do think that Nicolau cuts quite a bit of weight to make 125. So maybe his shin is a little bit compromised. While Cop, I think this is a, a good, good weight class for him overall. He's shown pretty good durability. The only times I think, uh, you know, he's been submitted a few times, but for the most part on the feet, he's quite solid. Uh, he's got decent defense, but I just think his work rate. Uh, and uh, the 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 fact that he knows that he lost his fight because of inactivity will play in his favor. The line's gotten a little bit too far away from us, though. Here, you know, at this big favorite price, uh, you're you're pricing in a lot of the upside from him, which I do see potentially even in the wrestling. Although Nicolau is the better grappler, I would say that his takedowns do leave something to be desired, and he himself. Uh, isn't the most like active guy in terms of uh, throwing strikes out. So I feel it is realistically a good matchup for Cop to get a win. I thought that in the first fight, and I did bet on him. Uh, but I actually potentially like this fight to go over um, or to go the distance. So whatever pricing could be better there, I'm going to be looking at. Uh, because I just see potentially uh, Nicolau uh, staying defensive, looking to beat uh, Cop in a little bit more, um, or potentially looking for some grappling. And uh, that that should probably kill some thoughts here. So I'll go with the goes the distance, but Manal Cop I think will win the decision here. Yeah, no, I agree with the fact that he is like a you know a risk adverse fighter. He'll probably spend a lot of time on the outside. I think he knows that his chin and durability isn't great, and he'll you'll definitely see that come into play versus Cop, who's a really hard hitter, especially with him coming off of that knockout versus uh, Roy Vall as well. Um, you know, both these guys can be a bit inactive at times, but I think that that's actually worse for Nicolau. Um, he's, uh, you know, d- probably lost the second and third round to Cop in that fight. Lost the first round to Elliot, lost the first round to Dvorak, started slow versus Schnell before dropping him. So I think he, he just, 
needs to fight a pretty perfect fight here against Cop to win. I think he needs to minimize the striking as much as he can, uh, you know, maximize the grappling opportunities. And he did take Cop down a few times in the first round, but in the second round, uh, you know, Cop gained confidence. He started outboxing him. He started stuffing shots, and Nicolau didn't come close to a takedown for the rest of the fight. So I don't think Nicolau has like the gas or the wrestling to put up like a high wrestling output here and take cop down multiple times in multiple rounds. So I don't think he's going to win this fight. So I think that where the line is at now is pretty close to accurate. I got cop early on minus 175 and think he, just, he he's just going to hit Nicolau really hard here when it's on the feet and cop yeah. his durability is insane. He can get in firefights and come out on top. And I think that his defensive grappling has been getting better as well. So uh, only way I see Nicolau winning is just a, a nonstop grappling uh, onslaught to a decision while I think Cop can win the fight in a lot more yeah. ways. So I think the line is fairly accurate. And I, I should be a good fight, Kopp though. Knock out. I think Cop oh, knocks him out. Knocks him out. Yeah, should be a good fight. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, I'm in between if I want to sweat this one. Um, sometimes 125ers, you know, these guys, these are angry little dudes, man. Like, you know, if you, if you got a 125er in your life, you know they they they're definitely built different. So mm. you know, let me not lock in. Not, I'm not gonna lock that one in quite yet. Yeah, I wouldn't want it just because Nicolau coming off the knockout, not having a great chin to begin with, and um, Cop is just a fucking juggernaut, man. So next fight, lightweight division. Um, the legend Jim Miller taking on Gabriel Benitez. Odds for this one have Miller minus one forty one, Benitez plus one twenty line, uh, one twenty one. Um, big line movement on Jim Miller here. He was the dog just about maybe two weeks ago, I would say. Um, yeah, he opened up the dog with the dog for uh, about two weeks. And then really, um, once the new year hit, just a ton of action coming in on him, pushing him from even money all the way down to minus 140 here. And, you know, without a doubt, Jim Miller is the better fighter, the better career fighter by, you know, a massive margin. Um, but, you know, he is so, so deep in his career. I think he's got like the most UFC fights in history. Um, and, you know, you always got to be, you know, weary of that. It's because he's had a lot of problem with his cardio in recent recent years. You know, there's fights where he's looked good for five, seven minutes. And then the second that fight hits the second half of the fight, he's, you know, dead tired and really can't do anything. So um, that's got to be concerned. But, you know, early on here, man, these guys are probably going to get after it. You know, Benitez has always been a high action fighter. Both guys are southpaw. Um, and I think that it's just they're just going to trade with one another in round one. I wouldn't be surprised to see either guy knock each other out in the first round. Uh, and I don't really know what to expect when it gets to the second and third round, whose cardio is going to fare better. Um, you know, maybe Miller can, you know, land an opportunistic takedown and, and kill some time that way. Uh, but man, I don't know about this one. I'm undecided. I'm obviously going to be cheering for the legend, Jim Miller. Um, and I think honestly, it's going to end in the first round. So, uh, interested to hear your thoughts on this one. Uh, yeah, you know, I didn't really see this fight coming. I'm, I'm a huge Jim Miller fan. You know, seeing him multiple times in person, you know, <laughs> sometimes he wins, sometimes he loses. But no matter what, you know, Jim Miller is going to get into a fight. And I'm kind of disappointed that, like, I'm going to be pissed, Martian, if Jim Miller misses the UFC 300 card. Off of so, yeah, like, to fight I'm on just, a I mean, fucking Apex card in front of nobody. I'm, I just don't get it, dude, because Jim Miller's a family man. So I know that he's, in, like, you know, he's with, with his family on the holidays and stuff like that. So I just don't understand why they put this fight together. But it is what it is. Whatever. 
um, you know, with the Steve move, I do agree with the Steve move because Mowgli, he's a ghillie jumper, right? So we got two ghillie jumpers here. Let's acknowledge that, okay? So we got two ghillie jumpers here. Obviously, Jim Miller's guillotine is legendary and it's made in the Northeast, which is different from a Mexican guillotine, okay? Even though I know a Mexican with a good guillotine, but, you know, uh, he, he's from around here, so it makes sense. Anyway, um, so, but, so Jim Miller could, if he shoots a takedown on Mowgli, Bro, I haven't really seen Mowgli. Mowgli doesn't really have great hips. At 155, I feel he's the smaller guy, even though he might look physically bigger. Jim is just, I feel like, stronger. Like, he, he's he got that squeeze. I feel in the clinch, he should be able to scoop up some double legs, especially early. But Jim has been more intelligent with the gas tank. You know, against Alexander Hernandez, it didn't look that bad. And he was uh, landing to all areas of the body. Um... But I'm I'm concerned here with the durability potential for both guys. So it is a little coin flippy. So and uh, even though I agree with the C move, I don't really want to invest in Miller here. Um, just because potentially, like, if Mowgli looks to like slow down the fight, he he's tradi- traditionally not a live bet fighter either. So it's like, is this really a good price to invest in into something where you you you're more front loaded? I feel. And I just don't really think so, just because Mowgli, he he did look to withstand some things from Ontiveros. Maybe he could, you know, dig underhooks, be a little bit more defensive, use the southpaw. Uh, you know, uh, I think his southpaw boxing is uh, adequate and uh, look to tire Jim out. I think that could happen here, but I just don't really want to, you know, I don't think there's a big edge here anymore. So uh, I- I'll pick Jim Miller to win. Um, but, but I, I'm not too sure that it will definitely finish. I I think there's likelihood that this could go a little later. Yeah. I mean, I think if it hits the second half of the fight, it'll probably hit the decision, but I think that first half is going to be hellacious. So wouldn't knock anybody going on the under one and a half, or maybe even does not start round two at plus one fifty eight. So that'll be enough about that one. Moving on to a great fight in the Bantamweight division. Ricky Simone taking on Mario Bautista. Odds for this one. Simone minus 185. Bautista plus 160. A lot of action coming in on Simone here. Uh, popular popular pick in the market. So uh, great matchup. But give us your thoughts on this one. Two luchadors right here. I love these kind of fights here. Very competitive. Guys, uh, you know, what I've liked to see from that I've seen from Mario Batista is the well-rounded nature of his game now, right? He's been using his wrestling. He's been using takedowns, uh, even finishing some fights uh, by submission, uh, uh, right? Like the Brian Kelleher fight. Um, and in his last fight, too, you know, he, he had to defend. He had to use his grappling, you know, in both ways. Uh, obviously, big step up in competition. But Mario Batista, he's been a guy who's been in the training room consistently with Sean O'Malley, uh, Casey Kenny, when Casey Kenny was active, uh, Kyler Phillips, um, Marcus uh, Marcus McGee, right? Marcus McGee, McGee, whatever. All the guys in the MMA lab, all these guys in Arizona. Um, and Mario Batista, he got fed. Uh, let's be honest, a bunch of easy fights, but it's because Sean O'Malley is champ. And this guy is like his main training partner, sparring partner. It's like Marab for Aljo. But Aljo, uh, Marab actually got hard fights, right? He got like Marlon Moraes and shit like that. But you know what I mean? Same kind of, you know, similar thing here. Uh, so I, I don't think he's actually that much out of his depth. And for me, I would only really want to play Mario. Although I do appreciate the fact that uh, Ricky... Uh, you know, his wrestling is very, very strong. Like, he has very good positional control, and he lands takedowns all hard as well. 
But sometimes, like, if he's not able to stick some takedowns on, but, like, the lower-level guys that uh, I think he's it, – it's fair to guess. Like, if you watch the, like, the Rob Font fight where he couldn't finish all the way the takedowns or a few other fights, uh, you know, I feel that Mario Batista could potentially scr- scramble with him, make this fight a little bit closer, and be the side at plus money. So I'm actually going to lean with him. Uh, but I, I do think this fight is going to go the distance or go over. So either one, I'm going to look at the best price. But for me, it's dog and over in this spot between two competitive guys uh, that, that uh, you know, are going to come with a well-rounded uh, approach. Yeah, I agree with um, the overtake there. I do think this one probably hits the scorecards that a line is out there. Minus 150 on some books. I think that's good. I just I just don't think it's. I think it's that's a generous price. I would say probably minus two hundred, you know, two thirty would be more accurate. I'm just not sure what the most likely finish here is. Um, I think you know Simone has some power in his punches, but we haven't seen him translate that into many finishes. Um, and I think Bautista just seems durable to me. I mean, I just think these guys are going to hit each other with some shots on the feet, and I just see them absorbing it. And I don't think they're going to submit one another either. So I, I do think this one will hit the the decision. And I think it'll be a Simone decision just because I think his, you know, relentless wrestling pace will win him this fight. Uh, Bautista just watching over his fight versus Blackshear. Blackshear taking him down a bunch of times in, in the round one. You know, he did have a nasty bite on a guillotine. Mario did at the end of round one. And I think Mario did clearly win the second and third round, look good in that fight. Uh, but I just saw enough, you know, weakness in the wrestling to think that I would want, not want any part of him versus Simone. And if I do, or if you do like Bautista, I just think uh, the live bet might be a little bit better because I think Simone will hit the takedowns early. But Simone's top control has never been great. So if Mario is able to stand up from these takedowns and to get back at distance, I think this fight could turn real competitive in, in the later half of the fight. But, you know, great matchup here. Uh, I'm excited to see this one play out. And, you know, I feel this fight could look a lot like the Ricky versus Ray Borg fight. That was a fight that I was thinking about earlier where Ricky would get in on some takedowns, but, you know, this guy, these guys are like just little Energizer chipmunk, you know, little rabbits. They're just going to get right back up. So, Yeah, I'm just concerned for Mario because I just think this is a pretty significant jump in competition. You know, Jay Perrin, Brian Kelleher, Benito Lopez, Guido Canetti, and then he's jumping up to... Ricky Simone, who's, you know, a top 10 band. Well, you know, Kennedy is a fucking stud, dude. He is. Um, but he's also, you know, 45 years old. So um, that's the enough. Demond is one. a stud, too, dude. Demond's a yeah, good fighter. I think that was a good You're not giving him credit because he's black, dude. <laughs> I, I can you believe can you believe Benito Lopez has a Wikipedia, but the mom Blackshear does not. The disrespect. Now that's racist. But that's um, ridiculous. I tweeted the, just the other day, giving Mario and Demon both props. How how that was a really really good fight. You know, the, I've I watched that fight recently. The crowd was fucking dead silent the whole time, or maybe bo- maybe fight. booing the booing at times. So I'm like, what the fuck are they booing? Like yeah. this is a good fight was competitive legit. fight. Um, yeah. main last fight on the main card. Well, for us it is first fight actually in the premier division in the ufc phil hall has taken on bruno ferreira Odds for this one have bruno minus 135 hall's my uh, plus 115 um i took bruno here at, i think at minus 112 just because i'm willing to bet pretty much any but any hard puncher at 
pick and price versus Phil Hawes. I mean, I really think that that's the, the point where we're at versus Phil Hawes is any guy that throws, you know, hard punches, I think is very, very live to beat Phil Hawes because Hawes' defense sucks, his chin sucks, and he cannot seem to fight intelligently for a long period of time in order for him to, um, you know, not get knocked out. Um, and I know I might be being harsh on him coming off the Alaskarov knockout because Ikram is good. But, I mean, the Roman fight, he tore his knee in that one, got knocked out. The Curtis fight, he was doing great in that one, got knocked out. I don't know, man. I just think that that Hawes, he's got a lot of skills, but he just can't seem to put it together and to fight a good fight. Uh, he has been training in Philadelphia, though. He, you know, him and Brendan Allen came up to Philly, got some good training in with the guys up here. Um, I mean, and, that, that 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 has to make you hate him more. No, no, no. Uh, I, I'm a, I like Brendan Allen. Um, and but may, maybe he had a little a little talk with that uh, Ruza Boyev. Uh, you know, because Ruza Boyev just knocked out Bruno, and maybe he got the he figured out the formula to catch the leg kick and slam Bruno on the back of his head and knock Let's him see. out. Um, All right, you're done. But uh, you're yeah, done. I got I got Bruno. Even though Bruno's untested, even though he only has two fights in the UFC, um, I think he is gonna you know hang in the pocket, throw some punches, uh, and you know probably shut Phil's lights off. No, fuck all of that. So I got I'm I'm picking Phil Hawes here because. Bruno, like you said, this he he his chin himself is not even that good potentially. He just got his legs put out easily as well. And Ali Askarov, or what's his first name? Uh, Ikram. 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 Excuse me. Yeah, Ikram's a monster, dude. Like he hit him with like he kneed him in the face and then like kicked him, or then he you know hit him with that one tube. That was a vicious combo. Um. And this dude, for Bruno, the thing with Bruno is, like, his look at how he got knocked out by Ruzaboyev, dude. Look how he throws that leg kick, dude. He looks, I'm not going to call him man an MMA novice, but he just looks like he just be throwing shit. But that, but you got to admit that knockout was, was pretty weird. Like, it wasn't. Okay, like, yeah, Martian. But look at how he threw that kick, dude. That kick looked horrible, dude. Obviously, you're going to get countered, bro. <laughs> Yeah, what? but you never like, you never on. thought he would get fucking Martian, you slammed would, on the back Martian, of his head. You would, Martian, you would have countered that slow mo- Look at that. Look at that fire hydra. What the fuck is he thinking throwing a kick like that? That, that was a horrible strike. Uh, if he throws that against Phil Hawes, what do you think Phil Hawes would do? Phil Hawes is, is like, probably going to self-combust. Bro, Phil Hawes is either going to hit him as well, same way, or he's going to take him down, honestly, dude. It, like... If Phil Haas is conscious, he's winning this fight. So I'm taking Phil Haas. Dog money? Give me it all day. Easy. Easy, All right, bro. head to head, starting things head off. Head to head. But you won't, you won't lay juice. You won't lay juice somewhere. I already though, told bro. you, dickhead. I said I bet a minus 112. You got to start listening better. Oh, that's barely juice, so. Okay, well, I mean, what are you? You're, you're, you're fucking falling. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, we're head to head. Yeah, we're head to head. You're going to lose. Bet. Um, We got... Next fight, your absolute boy, the 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 man putting the DR MMA on his back right now. Let's go, um, Waldo Cortez Acosta taking on the perennial gatekeeper Andre Arlovsky, heavyweight division. Waldo minus seven hundred, <laughs> Andre Arlovsky oh, plus five hundred. Minus seven hundred is this, insane. This line has never just not stopped moving. Uh, Ozzy, I Yo. bet Waldo minus two hundred five. Um, you and- also bet. You also bet Lucas Breski. How much you bet? What did you bet him at? That that what, what bro? It's a new year. It's a new year. Yo, we're leaving. That we're was leaving. such a stupid fucking bet. 
we're leaving some things in the past. We're moving on. I mean, uh -huh. that just goes. I tell you, I got a great price on your boy Waldo. And what do yeah. you do? You bring up some old shit. You're like, you're like that ex who is old. You're trying to like move on. You're at the, you're out to dinner. You're trying to talk about the future. And she just keeps bringing up, well, you know, uh, old fights, you know? Oh, remember when, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Go ahead. Especially go when ahead. you disrespect my boy. Oh yeah. So, you know, amazing, you know, uh, I, I met Andre Arlovsky actually once. I think I'm, I, I might have told you a story. I met Andre Arlovsky once. We were in the East Village, and um, I'm walking into it's a, a bathroom, Starbucks. Right? And, and Yeah, no, we're walking into a Starbucks, and they got, you know, this is a different Starbucks. They're like, they definitely had just renovated. So I'm looking, I'm like, oh, let me see what they have. Maybe they have something new on the menu down here, you know, with these fucking hipsters. <laughs> and uh, I look, and then I turn to the other way, and who do I see, bro? I see Andre Arlovsky, bro. His nose completely sideways, bro. Like, his nose was destroyed. And this is, like, right after he fought either Frank Mir or Travis Brown. One, no, not Travis Brown. Frank Mir, I think it was. It was a horrible fight. But I had saw the fight. So I'm like, holy I literally, I'm like, holy shit, Andre Arlovsky. And he's like, hey. <laughs> and then I'm like, yo, great last fight. And he's like, oh, not really, but thank you. And because that fight was horrible. I, I, had, I remembered afterwards because I think the fight before the Frank Mir fight was the Travis Brown fight. And obviously that fight was fucking crazy. I think that's somewhat where, right? Where they're I like, think Bigfoot, I think he fought Bigfoot Silva before Travis Brown, but I could be wrong. All right. All right. But it, he had one, uh, he had a shitty fight, and I saw him right after a shitty fight, but I thought it was right before. I thought it was right after the Travis Brown fight. Either way, it was. Um, yeah, it so went. It went I, Bigfoot Brown, then Mir. Okay, yeah. So I let him cut. You know, he's like, "You in line?" I was. So I let him cut in line, right? I let him go in front because fucking UFC Hall of Famer, bro. And little did I know what he would do afterwards, bro. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, legend, right? He's super cool. So yeah, he actually bought my coffee, but then he was cool. But anyway, now it's fitting, bro, that he's gonna let another. Uh, Dominican through the gate. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's gonna pass it down, bro. He's gonna pay it forward, and he's gonna let my boy Waldo Cortez Acosta through the gates, bro, into the UFC top fifteen. Uh, I hope. Um, he's gonna do what Jay Collier. These motherfuckers bitching about Jay Collier. What Jay Collier couldn't do. Who else? Who else lost Andre Arlovsky? I don't know. I made a boatload of money on Andre Arlovsky fights, and I and I respect him. Um, but the, the, the thing with Waldo is he's shown he's immune, immunized to, like, like uh, Aaron Rodgers, to calf kicks, right? My, my boy don't give a fuck about calf kicks. And he's just too fast, hand speed-wise, for Andre Arlovsky. And it's easy to stun and wobble and disorientate uh, Arlovsky at this point in time in his career. Uh, and you've seen that in his last two fights. So I think he's going to get, you know, stumbled a little bit here. And then Waldo's is going to go in for the kill, you know, bang him up, bang him up. Uh, so what is he to win by KO? Well, it's got to uh, be like, like minus like 200. I no, maybe 200. 200. Maybe. Let's see. It is 225. Oh, wait, that's ITD. 180 by uh, KO. Well, yeah, I saw was closer than you. You yeah. see, no, nothing new, nothing new. Um, so yeah, I think he's gonna win by knockout. So I'd be comfortable, um, betting him by knockout, honestly. Yeah. So as I mentioned early on in the podcast, I bet a lot of openers. Waldo minus two hundred five was one of them. Um, so you know my my stance on this one is clear. I mean, 
Uh, I think it definitely has gotten out of hand a little bit. Um, but Orlovsky recently, man, he just looked like he he barely cares in there. I mean, uh, even the Collier fight, which was pretty regarded as as a bad, you know, robbery. You know, the Delima fight taken out instantly choked out. Dante Almeida just never got going, got finished in that one. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I mean, he's getting paid like three hundred thousand dollars or more a fight. So I don't. Are you pocket watching? I don't think he cares you, if he just goes in there, loses, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get back. <laughs> I'm gonna get back in three more months and you know make another million dollars this year." So, um, yeah, I mean, I think Waldo should box him up and uh, you know get the win just by being superior boxer. You know, much quicker. Um, I mean, Waldo's thirty two, yet he's still twelve years younger than Orlovsky, so um, that's enough about that one. Next fight, good one here, uh, welterweight division. Matt Semmelsberger, Preston Parsons, odds for this one have Semmelsberger minus 130, Parsons plus 110. I'm on Preston Parsons here, and my thoughts are basically any dedicated grappler versus Matt Semmelsberger at plus money, I'm willing to take. And I know Parsons striking is pretty ugly. He has these like blitzing strikes where he just kind of throws these choppy little strikes out there and then looks to blitz his way into a takedown. Um, but Semmelsberger is a, kind of a stationary fighter. He, you know, doesn't really track opponents down. He doesn't cut off the cage. Um, he doesn't fight well moving backwards. He kind of needs you to stand and trade right in front of him. Uh, and if you don't do that, then he really, really struggles. Um, so I think that Parsons is just going to stay on the outside, you know, throw a, th a few blitz and shots to close the distance, shoot a takedown, and he's going to do it over and over again until he either can takes Matt Semmelsberger down over and over, or he gets himself knocked out. And Matt Semmelsberger is just a, a bad defensive wrestler. There's no other way about it is he can't stop takedowns. Well, he can't get off his back. Well, and he's also taken this fight on, you know, a little bit short notice. I think he took the fight maybe two or three weeks ago. So Parsons has the full camp. Semmelsberger is the one coming in on short notice. So not only does he not do well against um, grapplers, he also has taken it on short notice. He's coming off a knockout loss to a lightweight. Um, so I, I think Semmelsberger is, ju is just no good. I'm not like Parsons is some, you know, great prospect, but um, he shoots takedowns. He's aggressive. He's he seems like he has good cardio as well. So I like Parsons at plus Preston Parsons plus money. Uh, Say that three times fast. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, did you mention that Semmelsberg is here on short notice as well? I, I did. I did. OK. OK. Sorry. I missed that. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So actually, I, I don't mind Parsons as a prospect. I, I think he's he's actually a good prospect. Um, I bet him in his last fight, that was a little bit disappointing. Um, if he doesn't lose position, like, I don't know, three or four times in that fight, I think it's a pretty <laughs> clear win for him. Uh, what's so funny about that? That's just like a Gabe uh, recap of yeah. the fight. If he didn't make five critical mistakes, he would have won. True. Very true. I mean, yeah. Um, you know, if, if right. he didn't get hit with that, if he didn't get hit with that left hook after that right hook, he would have. Mm -hmm. He would have not got knocked out. Phil, so, Phil Halls, uh, if he didn't get knocked out in his last fight, he maybe would have won. Yeah, he would have been a Hall of Famer. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, with this fight, yeah, like you said, the thing with Summonsberger is every time I think, oh, maybe he's, like, improved his grappling, and it just looks horrible, dude. Like, he looks like he doesn't know that he's allowed to stand back up if he gets taken out. Like, he kind of, like, moves and, like, he, like, just, sh like, uh, turns his hips from side to side, like, but without, like, really, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get back up to my feet. I don't know the objective. Like 
It, it, it seems like a wiring thing in his head. I don't know. He looks kind of weird to me. I, I'm not going to lie to you, dude. Um, and only guys he's looked good against have been absolute bums. But the funny thing with both guys is they've, like, fought a guy similar to the other guy, like, all their fights for the most part. Like, I would say, like, I would feel like – I feel like Trevin Giles is not similar to this guy, but he definitely wants to keep it on the feet. And same thing with uh, – who's the other guy? that, that uh, Daniel Rodriguez, right? And then this guy has fought uh, – Who's Summers Burger fight? Who's the uh, Fletcher? And who's the other grappler that he fought? Uh, oh, Wells. So yeah, so like those guys, like Preston Parson is similar to them. He's gonna come in there, be looking to throw power shots and looking to get to take them. Throw power, rinse and repeat. And I think it's gonna work. Um, so I would want a bigger price, though, honestly. But I, I, I lean towards picking, just thinking that Summers Burger is gonna shit himself and uh, and lose again. Nice. Um, oh, yeah. Bantamweight division. I'm next. struggling. I'm, I'm excited. Struggling. I'm excited for this one. The Maniac, oh, Marcus yeah. McGee, Gaston Bologna, the Dream, the Maniac Holy versus shit. the Dream Killer. Um, Marcus McGee is the favorite, minus two forty. Gaston Bologna is plus two hundred five. Um, so your turn to start this one off. Give us your thoughts. On Banger that. alert! Banger alert! Yeah. So you know, I, Gaston Bolanos, he's here for a striking kind of fights. I don't. Think Marcus McGee's gonna really look to take him down early, um, but I don't really have a, 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 a angle on this fight, Martian, at all. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Marcus McGee hits hard, but I think Gaston Balados is a different level, a type and level of striker where he's gonna be better at uh, countering, taking shots, setting up his offense off of your offense and stuff like that. Uh, so I'd have to be Dogger Palace. Yeah, I bet um Marcus at the early price. Um, I forget exactly what it is. I'm trying to pull it up right now. But um, you know, I, I do think he actually will probably take him down. I mean, I, I was just rewatching that Gaston Bolanos fight versus um Aaron Phillips, and Aaron Phillips is you know just a bottom of the barrel fighter, not really good at anything, and he was able to take Bolanos down. He took he mounted him. He took his back multiple times. He got him in a body triangle. I mean, he really could have won the second and third round of that fight. And, you know, stole a decision. I, I mean, I was pretty shocked to see that there were 30-27 scorecards for Bolaños in there. Um, and, I, I mean, Bolaños, he comes from Muay Thai. He had a bunch of spinning elbow knockouts. He has a good manager, and that's why he was able to get into the UFC. But even before the UFC, I mean, he 6-3 and three with a bunch of wins in Bellator. You typically very rarely see those guys get into the UFC. But like I said, good management. He got in there, um, you know, He's only 31, but I I just don't have high hopes for him. You know, I just don't think his grappling is nearly good enough uh, to, to to cut it at the Bantamweight division. And Marcus McGee is, you know, uh, a motherfucker, man. This dude is tough. He He's a, a good striker, and I think he's a, a good grappler as well. Um, you know, we haven't really got to see uh, him fight many good fighters. I'm, I'm really interested to see how he matches up against, you know, uh, tougher guys as he continues to move up. He is pretty old, you know, 33. He's, um, you know, getting to the UFC a little late, but I still think that he could do good things i mean he only went pro in 2020 so this guy's uh you know late bloomer um and i think uh i'm interested to see where his future goes i think he's going to get through this one pretty easily um i don't even think he's going to be out of his depth on the feet and i think he's going to make pretty easy work if he looks to hit takedowns here so uh, i wonder what, what what is marcus by sub i would imagine it's you know plus two something um let's see two thirty yeah, not quite good enough for me. I would I would have liked to see three hundred or something. Uh, but yeah, you know he greedy, did. Fuck. 
I mean, he destroyed uh, Newsom and subbed him in that fight. Um, so I, I think McGee's going to, you know, make easy work of this one. And we're sticking in the Bantamweight division for another good fight here. You know, two solid fighters. I don't even think either of these guys are ranked, but both are, you know, just good, well-rounded fighters. And this is a fun matchup. Shame it's buried so far in the pre prelims, but Fareed Basharat taking on Taylor Lapalus. Odds for this one have Fareed minus 275. Laplace coming back at plus 235. So good amount of steam coming in on Bash Rat. Um, you know, he was minus 170 for a while there. And, you know, the Sharps jumped in on him at that price and bet him down to where it's probably correct. I just think that, you know, the Bash Rat brothers, man, are fucking good. And and I've bet against them a few times. I've lost several times. And I'm just at, at the point now where I'm not interested in fading these guys. I mean, these guys are good, good fighters, well-rounded fighters, training with good fighters out in Vegas with Dewey Cooper. Um, you know, Tim Kwamba is, is training with, with the Bash Rat, so you know they're on point. And I just think the Bash Rat is probably going to uh, outgrapple Lapalus here. You know, Lapalus is, you know, a smooth striker. Uh, I think he switched stances, but mostly fights from the southpaw stance. Uh, had a good debut against, uh, you know, Log Logren. Um, but I just think that his defensive grappling is not up to speed here. And uh, Farid is going to, you know, hit takedowns. And Farid's top game, man, is nasty. I mean, he can keep you down. He can defend submissions. He can pass guard. We saw him just make absolute easy work of Cleats and Rodriguez in his last fight. And we saw him, you know, out grapple, get the better of uh, uh, Damon Blackshear when they fought each other. There was competitive moments in that fight. But Farid, I think, did out grapple him. Did enough to win the fight there, and I think he's going to do the same here. Grapple his way to a decision win. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, interesting fight here. This is one fight that I did also that I I uh, bet early, so I got some uh, bash rat at minus one seventy. Um, I think that's been piled onto a few different times, so I don't think taking this last number is advisable. Um, overall, I just feel that bash rat controls uh, dictates pace pretty well. Um, although he's, this is a good test because this is a veteran guy who's fought, you know, all over the world, second sit in the UFC. Um, but, and, and he's a little bit of like an absorber, like he's, he'll, he could fight off the back foot a little bit, but I think eventually with how Bashrek could also mix it up, um, he's going to be able to, uh, to, uh, find a effective route, uh, to land the, the cleaner offense. Um, whether that be. In you know maybe clinch and striking in close, striking out at range, takedowns, whatever it is. But I don't think that he that uh, Lapilus has a big advantage, um, even if it is just on the outside because he kind of like focuses on throwing that like left kick, which I think Bashrat's going to be able to ease, to neutralize more or less and get to his offense more um, with more straight shots and uh, combinations and, uh, and and the like. But yeah, I do think that eventually he mixes in the takedowns. But I think that he he's going to wear him out with like going for the takedown and then letting go or like transitioning as opposed to the the, the little Irish kid who I faded big against uh, uh, Taylor. Um, he was kind of just like, oh, I'm just trying to hold this takedown, hold these legs or do all that shit. So um, I think it's going to be active fight. It's going to be a good one. But I am definitely confident in the Marie Bashrat side. Yeah, I mean, Logren only landed two takedowns and got six and a half minutes of control. So that that shows that, um, you know, he once he gets taken down, he is typically spending a good amount of time on bottom. So I uh, don't think that's a good strategy versus Farid. Next fight, featherweight division, Weston Wilson versus Gene Silva. Odds for this one, Silva minus 1,200, Wilson plus 800. Uh, I mean, 
Weston Wilson's a role player, not a real fighter. I don't really know much about Gene Silva. I don't really remember his contender series fight. I, I breezed through it earlier today, and it seemed like a pretty unmemorable fight. So I'll take this as a learning experience on Silva. I'll get a little more information about him, but you know, no way I want to bet this fight in any shape or form. What are you thinking? Anything? You're good. You're gonna download that data on uh, exactly on Gene. You download that data. Yeah, I mean, Gotta I don't have really thoughts here. I don't really have thoughts here. It's just fun. I like how the UFC, like they, like they make it very clear to you, like yeah, dude, like it's not a meritocracy anymore for the most part. But we do have these jobbers around to to you know give our some of our guys some experience because it was funny how they had who was the first guy they had fighting uh Weston uh um they had Gabe Santos, Gabe Santos who was a huge favorite. I think he might have been a smaller favorite. Was he a bigger favorite? Or a smaller. He favorite? opened minus three ninety five, <laughs> and I think he got bet to like seven or eight hundred. Yeah, so they, they they were like, yo, this is the tier of guy we're putting in here. You know, we're putting in a fucking Brazilian or a guy like this. But I think this fight should finish. Um, you know, this dude, Weston Wilson, is probably going to do something that it will make the fight memorable. But eventually, he's probably going to get submitted again. But he's probably going to go for a submission, too. So mm. he maybe he could get a submission. He's a karate guy. I don't, I don't think he goes for a submission. He something? goes no. He goes. Oh, for you're right. He has yeah, eleven yeah. eleven wins by sub. That's yeah, hilarious. yeah, uh, yeah, motherfucker. You think I? You think I don't do my fucking homework? You don't think I research, bro? Um, he he went he went for not uh, on something on on Brito. I think he went for he he tried some shit. He yeah. tried to counter him. I think or something. I don't know. Man, this is some. Cruel shit having this guy fight. Oh, he went, yeah, he went for a leg lock. Yeah, he was, he, he was trying to like knee bar him, or, like, oh, him and, that, and then he that was the position where he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, right, that was bad. Yeah. Um, next fight, yeah, lightweight division, <laughs> the future. Tom Nolan, our boy Coco was real high on Tom Nolan, taking on Nicholas Mota. Uh, that was one. the best thing I saw all week. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking message from him. That was great. Tom Nolan <laughs> minus 340, <laughs> Nicholas Mota plus 280. Um, give us your thoughts on this one. We got an Anzac. He's from Australia, right? Or is he New bro, this he's fucking cool, bro. Whichever one oh, he's from, I don't know, but he's 23 I, years I old. Holy shit, bro. Yeah, so I was impressed. I, I, I didn't know any like usually I don't uh, I think he was like one of the first weeks of contender, no, or me. I don't know who knows, but I, I, I didn't was. really look into week it. One. He was right. Week one, there you go. So, so for week one, I really don't do that much research. I just like say people say, "Oh, bet this guy, bet this guy." I'm like, "All right, sure." Um, so, so I bet him in there, and I'm like, "Oh fuck!" Like I thought the other guy. Then I looked at tape, but the other guy was like, "Oh, the other guy is not like a noob." But Tom, to describe him, he's got amazing attributes. Reminds me of like a mix of like Tim Means and a few other guys, but you know, he he he's like a high you know high risk high reward kind of guy. Those are elbows, knees, long range. Um, but the point is, Nicholas Mota, I think he's done, dude. Like, he, he looks horrible in that last fight. Really didn't pull the trigger. Let this guy do whatever he wanted to him. Um, and I just feel his chin is bad. It's going to be like Emmanuel Torres rerun. Maybe Nicholas bites on the mouthpiece. Like, yeah, he's got a good left hook, dude. He's he's in. He's like a poor man's, like a Glover to Sheriff. Glover didn't know how to, how, how to grapple or was good <laughs> or had, like, their ability or... But you know what I mean? Like these guys where they're like, hey, man, you know, I, I, I stick to the, the, the grassroots or like the traditional combos and stuff like that. And I just let them rip. But when you're not doing it uh, with like the, the like the fervor, you, you, your fighting style really doesn't work. And that's what you've seen with Nicholas Moda. 
And fervor? I think he's going to lose another fight. Fervor, yeah, like ferocious. Like, fer- fervor mm. is a word. Look into it, bro. Yeah, but, I had to, I had know. to Google me- uh, meteor- meteorocracy. What, what's the word you said? Meritocracy. Merito- yeah, yeah, did not know what that one You're was. a fucking, you're a moron, dude. Um, <laughs> did you go to public school over there in, in Philly? Or, or yeah, did yeah. They put you in a Catholic school? The suburbs, bro, bro the suburbs. Come on. Suburbs uh, public school though, so a good one, right? Yeah, yeah, good, good one. But anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, I, I got Tom Nolan minus one ninety. I wouldn't parlay him now because, like I said, he could get knocked out. But I think there's gonna be an early finish here, dude. Like he's gonna get after, it, dude. His fights are pretty crazy. Nicholas Moda, he's either gonna fucking cower like he did in his last fight, or he's gonna get knocked out. But this will be his last fight in the UFC. Yeah, Mota's a gimp, and he's gonna get you know uh, turned into one here. Um, just, just this guy, I think, is not as good as he used to be. I mean, he's already, you know, past his prime. I think he is 34, right, or something. Um, oh no, he's only 30. Sheesh. Um, but he's been in, he's been a pro since 2012. So I think we're actually already, you know, you were already seeing him past his prime. I don't think he was ever that good. I mean, the contender series he got on with like a a low volume boxing win over Joe Lowry. His only win in the UFC is over Van Camp so far. I mean, he was getting destroyed by Ogden got laid out one of the worst knockouts all year versus um, Nicholas Mota or versus uh, Manuel Torres, excuse me. So I think Nolan's going to do the same here. I kind of think he's like a, a Jack Della type, but I, I do see the, the Tim Means comparison, you know, long, big southpaw, six foot three, a lot of knees, good elbows. Uh, I just think this guy is going to throw some nasty strikes at Mota and Mota is not going to be able to withstand them. I mean, we definitely, there's questions about Nolan. You know, if you watch some of his other fights, he does get taken down, get his back taken, but Mota is not a grappler, man. He's not going to test Nolan. And I think this is, don't overthink it. I'm pretty sure Tom Nolan's going to knock Mota out in the first round here. So um, I got a minus 170 though, Ozzy. So, um, you know, playing catch up over there. But yeah. last fight, uh, last fight for us, first fight on the card. Uh, my boy Josh Van, love this guy taking on Felipe Bunez, who is a fun fighter himself, making his UFC debut. Josh Van favored minus two fifty. Bunez plus two ten. Bunez was supposed to fight Zumagulov. I forget what exactly what the odds were on that one. It says plus one thirty. Um, but I remember taping them. I rewatched the fights this week. I think the guy is you know decently well rounded. I think he has. Um, skills everywhere but he's a, a bit of like a wild fighter just a typical like brazilian fighter i don't know if he trains at a shoot the box no he trains at the pitbull brothers gym but i feel like he has a decent level of skill everywhere but he doesn't have like a consistent game that he goes to he doesn't have like a way that he's gonna win fights often i mean he's 34 too just getting into the ufc um you know very very late here also been pro for uh, about 12 or 13 years. Um, so I don't think Bunes is anything special. And I think Josh Van is, man. I mean, for how good this kid is at just 22 years of, uh, of age, I mean, how advanced his level of striking is. I, I think he's a solid grappler as well. Um, I just I think Bunes's best chance would probably be in the grappling. I mean, he, he had that one fight in ACA where he was uh, a lot of grappling, a lot of triangles, arm bars, eventually got him with an arm bar. But he showed that he's very opportunistic with his submission. So if somehow Bunes can get the fight to the floor and maybe lock up a submission, I think that would be his best shot because Van on the feet, man, this guy, 
you know, systematically breaks you down. We saw Borjas maybe drop him in the first round of that fight, but then Van figured him out. He beat the shit out of him in the second and third round. Van's output, his cardio, his body work is just remarkable. And I cannot believe this guy is only 22 years old with the way that he strikes in there. Um, So 12 years younger too so i just think the speed difference is going to be crazy on the feet here and uh you know maybe look to live bet van hopefully bunez has an early moment similar to how borjas did and then we can jump in on van live here um so uh give us your thoughts on this one yeah i would tend to agree um you know i've been impressed like you said about the um the composure joshua van has shown uh, overall, it just looks like he's been in a lot of these situations. Like, he's probably got a lot of sparring under his belt, but he's so young. Speed, like you said, is going to be here. Um, I think uh, Bunez has only won, like, two decisions in his career, and I don't think any – I think one one not long ago with LFA, but I didn't think he looked that good in that fight. Um, and it was, like, a split decision. It was against one of my Dominican homies. I'm not going to lie. I was a little salty. I'm joking. But uh, – yeah, and, and I just liked what I saw from uh, from him overall, or uh, from Joshua Van overall. And I felt like Bunes, I mean, he's probably going to come out hot. So, you know, I think his first round is going to be his best round. Um, I think he needs to have some kind of success there to uh, to carry into uh, following rounds. So I will look for a live price on you, or on, on uh, Joshua Van. But what's Joshua Van round three? Is there a... I'm going to guess uh, plus... 800 excuse me i'm gonna say uh 1100 that's wow. terrible yeah i wouldn't want to do that but uh maybe around three or decision line but i i feel like basically we missed you know the money line was probably okay at a certain point but first fight of the yeah. year you know don't have to you know i i would rather have action but i won't yeah i mean b- Van, I, I think he needs to develop, develop a little bit of a m- little more power because he lands all these shots, but he doesn't seem to be actually, you know, hurting guys with it. But, um, you know, GTD here is plus one forty. I don't know, maybe, maybe you'll. I mean, Buell's could take a punch, dude. I mean, yeah, I feel like I, 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 I oh, let me see, what's him? Van by decision. Van, by the- Van three decision 200? will probably be like plus one thirty, one fifty or something. So yeah, but that's but is Van decision two twenty two hundred? 220. I'm going to bet that. I'm going to bet that. Yeah, just hope he can survive. I'm going to take some of that. Uh, but that'll do it. We uh, um, we got to we gotta get some FMKs ready. I haven't thought Bro, about it. Bro, can we yet. not do FM, FMK this week? I'm just, I don't feel good. Okay, okay. No. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm sure some asshole from New Jersey will be happy about that. Uh, maybe we won't even continue them uh, the rest of the year. That, that's your call on that one. We'll see. Hey, what I, you know, when I fuck, I want to be, you know, I want to be, you know, all the way in, all, all good. Yeah, yeah. You Bricked know what up. I mean, you don't, you don't want like a seventy-five percent. Yeah, yeah. I know what you. I feel. Nope. Exactly. Um, all right. Well, that'll do it. It's good to be back. Good to be back breaking down some fights. You know, we had three weeks in a row with no UFC, so it's good to be uh, back with some fights to bet on. Um, yeah. Good to be back with the Ominos. See you all next week. Thank you all for listening. Another year in uh, in the books. And we'll see you all next week before UFC 297. Peace out, everyone. Yeah.